Hi, this is Buff, and I'm so glad you've tuned into the Grace Church Podcast. I think that because you tuned in, you'll better understand your place in God's kingdom. At Grace Church, we're living out our ancient faith in modern times and believe that these next few minutes will draw you closer to Jesus. To find out more about what's going on at Grace, visit us at graceocala.org. You probably know already that in the various seasons of the year, we here at Grace try to emphasize different things that help us to engage that season. So during Advent, We've had themes like being awake or pausing, listening. This past Lent, we just finished up this series on fear. Today, in this Easter season, the second Sunday of Easter, I want to talk about gratitude. And what I'd love to happen is for this idea of gratitude to become something that becomes part of this Easter season, becomes part of us. Now... When we talk about gratitude, when we think about being grateful, it seems so simple. Just being thankful, right? No. (laughs) It's much more than that. The reason we know it's much more than that is because you and I have met people who are more grateful than others, who have more gratitude than someone else. And then when you meet those folks, you realize, oh, they're not just thankful. They got something going on inside of them. What's going on there? You see, gratitude is tied up in our expectations, our moods, our emotions. So how do we cultivate gratitude? Well, first let's start with what it really is. Gratitude is when a kindness or some kindness exceeds our expectations. When a kindness exceeds our expectations, that's when we have this moment of gratefulness inside of us, where we can show gratitude. Years ago, I was doing a uh, school devotion uh, here in the church, and I was teaching about gratitude, the idea of how we feel grateful when kindness exceeds expectations. And so I decided that once church was over and the kids were in school, I was going to drive over to Dunkin' Donuts on 40 and pick up several boxes of donuts and come back and then randomly pick classrooms to go into and give them those donuts. Because that would be kindness that exceeds donuts, or always (laughs) kindness that exceeds expectations, right? That's a fact. So I go over there, and I'm I'm, I'm buying these donuts, and I decide while I'm in that line to, uh, to pay for the bill for the car behind me. Now, if you've never done this before, it's a blast. I recommend you doing it today if you go through any drive, drive-thru. No matter who's behind you, just pay that bill and see what happens. Um, when I decided to do it, I hadn't looked in my rearview mirror, so my first thought was, is it a minivan? <laughs> How many people are there? Uh, so I decided to go ahead and, and just do it, and I pay the bill. But then my, my next issue in my head is, okay, I don't want this person to, uh, to be able to thank me or anything like that. I just want to just sort of do this act of kindness to exceed their expectations and then drive away. So literally, I just peel out of the, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. Uh, we had, I had this little tiny car at, the point, at that point, and I actually made the tires squeal, so I was very proud. <laughs> so uh, I get out onto 40, and as I, I can't help myself, though, as I'm pulling away, coming back to church, <clears throat> I look out my passenger window, and I see the guy now in line being told that his bill's been paid for. And he does one of these, like, 
thanks. Like, like he doesn't, he's trying to figure out if he knows me or not. And he's like, okay. So I drive away, like, mission accomplished. Great, that was fun. And then I come back uh, to the school, and I just start picking random classes. And I go into these classrooms, and I give them their donuts and say, hey, these are for you. This is kindness that is exceeding expectation. And I have to tell you that all the children agreed. None of the teachers agreed. <laughs> they all felt that there was not kindness at all in what I had just done. But then I got to leave, so who cares? So... It was a great moment for them to see how this all can work out. Now, for most of us, gratitude is this time when someone does something for us that we're not expecting, maybe saves you from making a mistake or brings you food when you're feeling sick. But again, I want to focus here on how is this possible that some people are more grateful than other people. And now the cynical side of me says, well... They don't really know what's going on. That's why they're a little more grateful. They don't really understand the gravity of the situation. And if they did, if they were as discerning as me, they would be a little more staid in their gratitude. But I think I'm wrong. Because the thing is, there are these gratefully disposed people who I think understand something that I don't. Now, it's interesting here because... If you are one of these gratefully disposed people, you actually stand in pretty stark contrast to our culture. And here's what I mean. Our culture, our society, is one based on merit. It's based on merit. And we believe as people, generally speaking as a society, that people are self-sufficient and that we are masters of our own fate. But people who are gratefully oriented are hyper-aware of their continual dependence on others. Those who are gratefully oriented understand all the time, it seems, that they are dependent on their parents, their friends, their country, their co-workers, their community, on God. The folks who have this orientation understand that they're not going to make it on their own. And I love, if you haven't already, look at this passage in 1 Peter. It is so powerful. Let me just read this text to you. I love how this says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ! Exclamation point! He means it. He's not kidding. By his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And, Peter says, if that's not enough, into this inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. Here is a brother who is grateful. Now, his society was very much just like ours, based on merit, based on ability, but Peter understands his total dependence on someone else, specifically the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter has seen with his own eyes the kindness that exceeds expectation. He had hoped for a Messiah that would liberate the Jews from the Romans. Instead, he got a Messiah that gave new birth, a living hope, an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven so robbers can't destroy it, so we can't spend it too quickly and ruin it. 
Do you know what Peter knows? Do you understand what he understands? <clears throat> you know, individual autonomy is a huge value of our society, but I don't think it's the biggest value of the gospel. Matter of fact, I think Satan uses that to chip away at our gratitude, telling us that we don't need to be dependent. In fact, we're better off if we're self-reliant. Newsflash. You're not. You're not self-reliant. You never have be, been, and you never will be. And that's good. That's how God meant it to be. Our society says you get what you paid for. You earn what you deserve. Peter, Christians, and Jesus say no way. It's never been that way. In fact, Peter says, I have been given much here on earth and in heaven. Much, much, much more than I've ever paid for. Those who are gratefully disposed understand that their family, their school, the mentors that you've had in your life gave you way more than you deserved. And if you have gratitude as a core element to you, then you know that already. Let me tell you what kills gratitude, destroys it almost every time. Fairness. Fairness kills gratitude because... In an effort to make everything equal and fair, there's no joy, there's no wonder, there's just a lot more fairness. We don't want a world of fairness. We want a world of mercy, filled with gratitude. And First Peter gets it right. Rejoice, he says, even now, for a little while, after suffering various trials, he says, rejoice. Because God's kindness has, has exceeded our expectations. So let me give you a little test to see how grateful you are. If gratitude is a part of your life or if you're a little more focused on the fairness stuff. Are you grateful? Do you have gratitude for people, even for your situations, when they don't work out? Did you hear that? Are you grateful? Do you have gratitude for people or your life situations even when they don't work out? Depending on how you answer that question, we'll be showing you kind of what, how, how your heart is oriented towards gratitude or how your heart is oriented towards fairness. Because if it's oriented towards fairness, when bad things happen, you say, this is not fair. Something else was supposed to happen. If your heart is oriented towards gratitude, you say, well... God's going to teach me something in here. Now, even the gratefully oriented are disappointed. But they are also quick to see that God hasn't given up on them. That he has not stopped giving them the benefit of his love and life. In fact, they understand how much more they have to be grateful for because they get to keep going. For the people that God has put around them for the way in which they understand his voice better, for the dependence that we really have rather than the self-sufficiency that we're so often convinced that we've got. The truth is our society is not to held together by a contract based on mutual benefits. 
that's what capitalistic ideologues sell us. It's not true. Instead, our society is this organic connection between each of us based on loyalty, fidelity, service, and love. This is the America that I see. Because the truth is, brothers and sisters, our reasoning ability, it's not that great. Our individual skills, not so impressive. My goodness or our goodness as people, as a society, it's limited. It's shallow and it comes up short all the time. But those who are grateful, those who understand gratitude, those who are disposed towards living this way, read First Peter and they know in their hearts, yes, I have an inheritance that I did nothing for. It was just given to me. These people see the beauty of something like Mother's Day. Those who are gratefully disposed put on their shirt and say, man, I love how well this was stitched together. Those who understand gratitude see the U.S. Constitution and wonder at how it came into being. They see God's majesty and they rejoice daily. They know how to appreciate pretty much everything. Our world, our society encourages individualism, ambition, pride, usefulness. But none of that works without gratitude. And the gratefully disposed know it. So here's my Easter season challenge to you. Here's my call to action to live out 1 Peter. And I'm going to start by just telling you a story. One of my uh, kids texted me this week. She had gotten a bill that she had not expected to come. It was a bill for $3,000. She texted me that she was uh, in deep trouble. So I texted back, call me. (laughs) So she calls me, and she's emotional from the beginning, and I stop her for a second. I say, okay, tell me how you're feeling. How do you feel about this? And she said, I'm scared, and... I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't catch this. I didn't see this coming. I'm frustrated and I'm, I'm overwhelmed. So she was both angry, sad. So we began to talk about, okay, here's what we can do. Here's how, here's how we can handle this. Here are some options. One of, which, one of the things I told her to do was, okay, why don't you call the folks back? This is a legitimate bill. You need to pay it back. Why don't you call him back and say, I don't have that much money, but I have some money. I can give you some, and let's try to work out a deal. And she was like, okay. She sort of, I could hear her wiping her nose. (laughs) Putting on her big girl pants. So she calls. She calls me back about 20 minutes later. They said no. Okay. That happens. I said, let's pray. I believe God's going to do something. I don't know what he's going to do, but I know he's going to do something. And she was like, but what? And I was like, I just said, I don't know. <laughs> Were you not listening to me? So we prayed. She called me back an hour later. Dad, they just called me. They said they could do my deal. It's all worked out. It's going to be okay. I have a plan now. We know what I'm going to do. It's, it's just fine now. So she said, I'm going to go back to work and get on with stuff i got to do today. And I was like, no, wait, stop. This is a moment. This is it. Like, we, this is a chance to, to say thank you, to offer gratitude. 
God just did something awesome. In like an hour and a half, he did something awesome. we got to say thank you for at least 30 seconds, 45 seconds, 60 seconds, offer some kind of grateful prayer. Not because we have to, but because we just received a piece of that imperishable, undefiled, unfading inheritance. And we saw it with our own eyes. And so when you get a piece of that inheritance, it's good just to say thank you. So that's the mission I want to give to you this week. This is my call to action for you in this season of Easter. We have this season of 50 days. And we oftentimes in this season, you know, maybe you say a prayer of grace when you eat your meal. Blessing. A chance to say thank you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, at least for this week, but hopefully for the next several weeks, every day spend 30 seconds in grateful prayer, 30 seconds in gratitude. Even if you are in a place of suffering right now, I think you have many things to thank God for, and it could be that suffering itself. I want us to move as people towards being gratefully disposed and not take all that we have for granted. God is doing the miraculous right now, and it's so easy to see it and then just move on with life. But let's not be those people. Let's instead pause and thank him. So, let's do it right now. Let's take the next 30 or so seconds, and I want you to think about just today, not yesterday and not tomorrow, but just today, all the things that you have to be thankful for. And I bet you, you're going to be shocked with how much you have. So let's pray. God, I thank you for that very quick 30 seconds, for all the things that you have reminded us that we have to be thankful for, the people that you put in our lives, the gifts that you have given us, the air that we draw into our lungs. All that we have is dependent on you, and I, I admit that I am quick to forget all that. So help us to be a grateful people people who are disposed to spend moments returning thanks to you. Again, not because we have to, but because it's just fun. And as we do that, God, help us to recognize your presence in all parts of our life and in the lives of the people around us. And help us to call each other (coughs) to that place of gratitude. That when something great happens, we, we would inspire those around us to give thanks to not miss that moment to to be in your presence. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. We're so glad you joined us on our podcast today. We hope that you'll take what you've heard and share it with your community. If you'd like to learn more about our church community, 
Find us on Facebook, on Instagram, or online at graceocala.org. Go in peace.